You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about exploring entrepreneurship as a multi-potentialite. And I have to say, I'm so happy that there is a word for this. And for anyone who's listening and wondering, okay, what is a multi-potentialite and am I making up words? I don't think so. Um, Google defines it as a person who has many different interests and creative pursuits in life which feels quite fitting for today's guest. And I'm sure a lot of listeners also are resonating with that as well. And as entrepreneurs, I think we constantly tend to be curious and have multiple interests. And sometimes I think that can feel quite challenging to balance while we run a business or multiple businesses based off of those interests. I'm really excited for today's conversation with Pixie Paula Dizuti. She's been the CEO and founder of a distillery a biopharma business, and a magazine, amongst many other things. She's currently leading Local Choice Spirits, Skirt Magazine, and Stripe Pig Distillery in Charleston, South Carolina, while being a mom to nine children and a grandmother to eight. I cannot wait to get into how she manages all of this. Welcome to Eloma, Pixie. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So that is a mouthful there, that that multi-potentialite, but you're multi right. Multi-potentialite. I'm so glad you brought that to my attention. I could now have a mission vision statement. It's amazing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know when we were first getting acquainted, I was like, holy cow, is there anything this lady doesn't do? There has to be a word for this. And so of course I went to the internet and I was like, oh, I think this is a, this, this works. That is hilarious. Yeah. I do get asked that question all the time. Like, is there anything you don't do? And I'm like, well, you know, like I haven't wrestled an alligator, you know, like, yet. Like things. <laughs> yet that maybe that's on a bucket list somewhere. Yeah. Um, but Pixie, tell me a little bit about how you found yourself leading so many different initiatives. You know, it's interesting that you say on the potential light from a very young age, I really had the distinction that the world was being drawn to us and that we were the creators of our own life. Some call it the law of attraction, universal energy, however you want to look at it. I just had that distinction that there was really nobody pulling the strings and that how I chose things and what I drew to my attention was what I was going to focus on. And I always say, you want to know what you're committed to in life? Look at your life. Because that your life didn't just drop out of the sky and land on your face. You created it. And so I knew from very young that I could draw all this to my attention. And so I've played in that space for, you know, all of the six decades I've been on the planet. And I'm enjoying doing more and more and more, sometimes too much. But I do believe that all of this is an illusion. So the, we're only entertaining ourselves and I just go for it. So, okay, wait, I want to dig into something you just said, sometimes too much, because I can resonate with that. And I'm sure listeners can resonate with that as well. So talk to me a little bit about when, I mean, you've got a lot going on, right? So when does it feel like that tipping point, like it's too much and how do you manage that? So for me, I know kiddingly about my mission vision, like my purpose on the planet is unconditional love and possibility. 
Sometimes I get caught up in the misalignment of all the activity that it takes for me to achieve my own goals. And I realize they're self-imposed goals, right? So I allow the stress of moving through the earth plane to be distressful. And when I get sucked into that distress, first thing I try to do is I will have a tantrum. Trust me, I will lose my patience. (laughs) I will get so frustrated. I will cry myself to sleep. And then I draw back to, wait a minute, what is your purpose on the planet? I'm like, oh yeah, unconditional love and possibility. So that helps me within my own power to get into my alignment. The other thing that I do, especially when you're weighted with so many goals, I have this need and, and look, we're women, we get nurtured and turned on by how we're creating, how we give back to other people. And sometimes we don't take enough time to receive. We're busy doing, doing, doing to get that feeling of being connected. And I get guilty of that a lot. So I will throw away my to-do list and I will remind myself that I may not get done everything that I had on my to-do list for today, But if I just be in my own spiritual realm, I'm going to accomplish much more than I could have even envisioned for myself in the next month. So I change the time frame of how things have to get done. And let me let me add this to you, because I think this is very important. I spent a lot of time studying time management. I was trained by Stephen Covey and Dan Goldman, emotional intelligence. And we all were taught about time management and the management systems. And what I've come to realize after studying enough metaphysics through the course of my careers, that time is an illusion, right? It is. And then I just found out yesterday that the nine to five thing didn't occur until like 1917. So the way we operate and how we are driven as a culture is something that's been self-imposed. I do believe that time is an illusion. So now it's not about time management. It's about your relationship with the management of time. Mm. And that's where you have to focus. You focus on building your relationship with the management of your time. And then you choose. And for me, my biggest fear is that I leave the planet planet with unused potential that I, that I haven't gotten to, you know, to get it all in. And especially now that I'm, you know, turning, I say there's more years behind me than there are ahead of me. I, um, you know, you get sucked into that illusion. You do. I really appreciate that perspective because I, I, I share that, um, you know, as, as I battle with time as well. I, I always tell people I have a love hate relationship with time, but I appreciate that perspective of illusion because I think you're right. And I think a lot of it is mindset and that's taking control and making the choice as to, what did you say? The uh, relationship with your management of time. I really like that because reframing the time that we're giving ourselves to accomplish certain things or experience certain things is what causes a lot of stress. Yes. And uh, I'm always looking for ways to de-stress my life. So that, thank you those, for that. <laughs> and those stressors only become distressful based on the meaning that you attached to that outcome. And that's why I'm saying it's got to be about your relationship with yeah. the man time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so so 
in, uh, in going into all of your different initiatives, um, managing, you know, what sometimes might feel like too much. We talk about that relationship with managing time and relationship with the management of time. Um, what have been some of your greatest challenges as you've run multiple different businesses and raised a family? The challenge is when you're a creator and a visionary, you, we, we learn the skills about manifestation and creation, and we, we're taught as entrepreneurs to stay focused, to never let anybody threaten your goal or interrupt or say no or discourage you from your path. We're taught that to stay focused and passionate and to follow our passions and that everything will be okay. I have found that it's not about passion at all. Passion comes and goes, it flares and wanes. And so it's frustrating, especially when you're interacting with a lot of other entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. or in my case, you're running a family run business with my children. Six of my nine are in the operational part of my business and they're all strong, beautiful, loving, individual personalities, big personalities. And so there's a lot of challenges that go on with running a family business. And then- And then we've got, you know, a bunch of grandchildren running around too. So the frustration comes from not being able to have everybody on the same page as you at the same speed as you on the same time cycle as you. Those are the things that I think for me are the most frustrating. I want to do something and I want it done. And there's so many moving pieces with running so many corporations that I can't get the answers and the movement that I want in the moment that I want it done. And yep. so I, I'm, I'm all about technology and blockchain and cryptocurrency. I fight for it. I speak about it all the time. I created the first NFT in the spirit space. There's so many things about technology and how it will improve the management of our time. So I'm, I'm yeah. delighted. But, you know, these things I want to be instantaneous. I think that's the frustration for me (laughs) is that I can think about it. I can see it and focus it. And going back to that as entrepreneurs, we're used to concentrating and focusing and seeing it and bring it into a fruition, right? Visualize it and make it happen. And people say, don't get stuck in your past. And I don't think it's about that. I think as creative entrepreneurs, we get stuck in our future. We spend so much time visualing, uh, visualizing about the future that when it doesn't happen like this, it's frustrating. So I don't find that it's about being stuck in the past. I find it's about the future not coming fast enough. Pixie, I feel like you are in my brain right now <laughs> to a fault. Like I have a lot of spreadsheets. I have a lot of, lot of things, um, but you're totally right. And I appreciate that. Like that call out, like bring you back to back to earth. And I think that also ties in with your comment about time and like that structure of time and how you go about that. Um, so, so let me ask you this in terms of that being one of your greatest frustrations, what systems or processes or technologies have you guys implemented to help try to manage some of that? So I operate, if you saw my desk, you would be like, oh my gosh, I have a minimum of two computers and an iPad running all the time. I sit with, you know, with two phones. So I'm juggling two phones so that I can at least utilize the technology and move it into the the same space. I'm frustrated because in our, most of my industries, there aren't processes that we can put in place to streamline the logistics that have to happen in the 
archaic distribution channels around media and uh, bev- the beverage business. Mm-hmm. So that's a big frustration. So you try to manage it the best you can. Otherwise, I would be saying put processes in place to kind of streamline yeah. everything that you've got going on. But I'm just leveraging technology the best that I can with setting up multiple screens, multiple computers, multiple phones, so I can be mobile and reactive and responsive to these moving parts. And there's a lot of moving parts in manufacturing and media. Oh, I bet. I bet. Are you burnt out, exhausted, stuck, uninspired? Sounds a lot like me in 2021, but I took the time and created the space to figure out what I really wanted. And then I made it a reality. That's what we're doing for other women business owners in our Defining Success Workshop series. Take the time to really define what you want, and then let's build a roadmap to make it happen. Our workshops are filled with strategic and tactical takeaways, are very action-oriented, and help you create change starting immediately. RSVP today for our December 1st Defining Success for Owners Workshop Series in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and visit us at ricksworkshops.com, that's R-I-X workshops.com, to learn more about our 2023 upcoming quarterly workshops in Nashville, Phoenix, Chicago, and Milwaukee. Um, and I also want to, I want to circle back to, uh, you had mentioned you have six of your nine kids in your businesses. Running a family business does have unique challenges. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, anything that, uh, words of advice, I should say to anyone else who's listening, who's in a family business and might be running into, you know, different challenges, words of advice to succeed in a family business. I'll, I'll tell you the advice I get from everybody else. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've heard. (laughs) Don't do it. Uh, your business will never be as successful as it could as if you were using out of family members or it'll it'll never work if it's just your family. And it's interesting because a lot of family businesses will have just at a sibling level. So this, all the siblings running mm-hmm. a business that maybe they inherited. Maybe sure. there's a hierarchy of, you know, of three generations and we have three generations going on right now. So I think each of those individual levels presents their own unique challenges. For okay. ours, it's that I want to be mom more than anything. And I want to be liked and loved by my children. So I feel that I am always going through these mental gymnastics and turning cartwheels to get them to be okay and happy. You know, it should be like, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, but it's the other way. (laughs) I'm such a lover. Like I'm in love with my children. I love them so much. And as I mentioned before, they're such strong personalities. Yeah. So I've just actually come to a realization and a turn in my own leadership this year that I said, you know, when the kids are little, I say little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. When the kids are little, you have to be a task master to make sure that they're safe, right? So you have to hold kids to put them safely in the corner or make sure they don't run out into the street or make sure that they're not touching an electrical cord, right? You have to be abrupt and, and quick to keep them safe. Well, I'm feeling like now as 
they're older and I'm worried about, you know, how much more time do I have on the planet? And I have a beautiful, wonderful mom who is 80 years old and she's starting to have some health issues. And so I'm realizing my dad died young at 70 and that seems young these day. And I'm realizing that I don't want to be next in line. Like I go to her for everything. Yeah. Uh, she's just out of the mouths of babes, they say, and out of the wisdom of our aged. And so I hate that she's having health problems right now. And it's scary for me, but it's my wake up call to say, this could be me really soon. And if I want these kids who are 22 to 40, if I want them to be successful, then I'm going to have to go back to basics to the R1 readiness level that says, what do I need to do to keep them safe and strong? And so leadership is changing right now. We are totally in a transition as I'm experimenting with my own leadership style, which is now lead by example. I'm not asking permission. I'm not begging forgiveness. And I don't care if they like me anymore. I'm going to love them to the moon by making some hardcore decisions that I'm accountable and responsible for. So that's where I'm at with family. Yeah, well, that's a lot. That's yeah. But I, you know, that's also very well thought through and, um, and articulate like, and I think that that's a great insight too, that it's not like things come full circle. They may grow and evolve, but like eventually come full circle. Um, and I love how you started out by saying like, I want to be mom first and foremost. How do you separate those things? Um, like how do you separate or, or do you separate like work and family as a yeah, family? Honestly, business? Yeah. I, you know, you know yeah. I know people say all that. I'm like, it's impossible. And my kids will say, oh, mom's never off because there's so many of them. And again, our, we're yeah. in logistics. It's like a crazy dynamic in what we do to begin with that you really can't shut down. Then we're in media and beverage. Everywhere you go is about media and beverage, right? Whether you're having a cup of coffee or a beer or a cocktail, you're going to an event, you're going to media and beverage are everywhere. So you can't shut your brain down. You're, you're trained to look at these things acutely, right? To stand out from your competition. It's really hard to just shut down. I think the best thing that I I do is not have an expectation of an outcome so that then you limit the disappointments. (laughs) I like like that approach. (laughs) Limits, set reasonable expectations or no expectations to limit the disappointment. I like that approach. That's good. Um, Okay. Uh, Pixie, so you've got so many different, you've got a lot of different things going on. I know right before we jumped on here, you were talking about skirt magazine has some exciting things happening. So tell us a little bit about, about skirt magazine and a little bit about what, what you guys are kind of working on. So this is another great example. Skirt magazine is celebrating its 28th year as one of the first, if not the first women's empowerment magazine. Now you're young, you see women's empowerment magazines everywhere now, but if you think about almost 30 years ago, it wasn't happening. I mean, we didn't even really women get the right to vote, right? We're just celebrating a hundred years of this. And then women of color and other um, socioeconomic status didn't even have that right until less than half a century ago. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things changed in the eighties just right. Crazy. A lot of things changed during COVID, right? Just so much. 
Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm astonished about the fact that skirt is not localized anymore. It's not just about women, but my messaging is about empowering women. And we are taking skirt, we call it skirt night out, taking skirt and skirt smarts and smarts is spelled with $2 signs and taking okay. them on tour. So we actually have a virtual summit September 14th through 16th on um, for skirt, which is leading into a live summit in Atlanta, October 14th through 16th. Okay. And then in Charleston, November 4th and 5th. So we're bringing women back in a room together, but this time we're not talking about just arts and style and fashion and home and health and beauty. We're talking about financial sense. 90% of women will be 100% alone in their lifetime. We want them to be 100% ready. So my background's in financial planning and real estate development. I bought and sold my first property when I was 18 and I was on Wall Street in my very early 20s. So I have been preaching this through my client base, but now I'm taking the the new skirt is not just about being a, a pretty skirt, but it's about having that sexuality, that sensitivity, that street skirt, smart sense the sophistication (laughs) and the, you know, the whole package, everything together. And that's what this whole conference is about bringing women together to share their own businesses. We learn from each other. Our voices united can no longer be unheard. And I want to make sure that they are turnkey with their personal financial planning and turnkey with their business financial planning. I love it. Is there a website or a URL that people can go to, to learn more about this? Yes. And you could just go to skirt.com. Okay. And also if you follow on, on skirt for Facebook and Instagram, we'll be posting all of the links. Uh, It'll be available on Eventbrite. You can just go to Eventbrite as well too. Awesome. That sounds incredible. And I love that, you know, that's one thing that I personally am am very interested in. And I think I'm, I'm witnessing this become more of a trend of uh, making, like helping women become more financially literate. And I, it's so important. And I believe that when women have financial freedom and have the knowledge to make better financial choices, they make better decisions for themselves and their families and the world at large. So I think this is amazing. And I, I love that you're bringing this to, to women in all over the place. This is yes. great. And you know, there's a difference. Like I'm a single woman. There's such a difference with women who have operated solely and had to be financially and fiscally responsible yes. for themselves and their businesses. And then somebody that was living with a partner, because sometimes your own desires and thoughts get overshadowed by the person who's more dominant financially. And you yeah. have, you can't, I always say to my girls, the MRS degree is not one that you can rely on. And <laughs> being in a marriage is not a partnership plan. You have to have a relationship with yourself as the partner and make sure you're, you got to be accountable. Make sure that you yeah, have, yeah. as you said, at least some literacy around financial planning. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Question for you for all of the entrepreneurs out there who are, so we're, we're bouncing between all of your different businesses and family and financial planning and 
you know, multi-potentialite over here. Um, for all of the entrepreneurs listening out there who are trying to manage maybe finances, entrepreneurship, and parenthood, what would you like? Do you have three top uh, pieces of advice that you'd give anybody as they're trying to manage the slew of life? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you because I, I truly believe this. want to reiterate know your purpose, not your passion. Get so in touch with who you are as a soul being that you can quickly go inside and be able to find your peace and your calm to own who you are, no matter what the outside circumstance. I think that's the, that is key along, along the way. The second thing is that there's nowhere to go, no one to be, nothing to do there's no judgment about what you do on the planet or who, who you show up as. You might have parents, kids, spouses, bosses, community members, all putting in their two cents worth. But the reality is, is you're the one that attaches to the meaning of everything else going on around life. And if you could pick, you could pick one meeting that's empowerful. You can pick another meaning that's punishment and punitive to yourself. You can pick another meaning that creates a lot of self-doubt. So if you're the one that's picking the meaning, then you, then really it's all meaningless. Not one position or another has any real credibility. So don't make the whole experience be so full of meaning that's negative, pick the meaning you want to have it have. And that's an exercise in control. You get to choose. There's no one else inside there. So that's the second piece. So remember, know who you are at your core. Yep. Two, don't make it mean something that's negative. You're in charge. Mm -hmm. And then third, I think I mentioned it. uh, Don't be disappointed by the outcome. Don't have expectations that are going to create such havoc or disappointment for you that you can't continue to grow. Remember, it is all a journey. And if it's meaningless and you know who you are and there's no ultimate outcome, at some point you're going to expire, right? Into what I believe is a, is a bigger, better world. I believe that we're here to learn and that we've been around numerous times and that we're on a journey. Remember, we are all one and we are people first. Our process, our products, our relationships all come secondary to who you are with your relationship with your creator and just be in that state of un conditional love. And you'll look at everybody and everything differently. I love that. I love that. And I mean, that messaging aligns so well with your personal purpose. So yes, that makes, that makes so much sense. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing, simple, and affordable podcast production agency. Hivecast has been instrumental in producing Welcome to Eloma, simplifying our workflow and making our lives so much easier. Their packages range from $500 to $1,000 a month to create audio, video, and marketing creative assets. They've saved us huge on both our bottom line as well as time spent. They also have a sister agency called Fireside, which offers marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, and so much more. And they're all at really reasonable prices for small business owners. 
The best part is that there's no contract. So you can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code ELOMACAST, E-L-O-M-A-C-A-S-T, and save 50% off your first month of services. Go ahead and give them a try. We have loved working with them. Um, Pixie, as we start to wrap up here, uh, you have, by so many definitions, been wildly successful in your life. What is maybe a secret to your success that not a lot of people know? You know, I do, I get asked this all the time. More importantly, I ask myself of it all the time because I want to continue with my successes. So I yeah. tend to look back and say, okay, what did I do? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And how do I make sure I make that happen again? Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, the only thing is not setting limits. I feel like we're limited by our own imagination. And so if you, forget about what we just talked about, all the things to manage everybody outside yep. and around you, right? But dream big. I have on my Instagram, billionaire branding. If you're going to fall short of the mark anywhere, anyway, be careful where you're aiming. Yeah. Right? So yeah. don't set limits, try to be limitless. And I think the rest will fall into place. But remember, you're the only, again, you're the only one setting the limits or telling yourself the story. So if, if somebody tells you no, or can't be along with your vision, try to just tune that out immediately. Don't create limits for yourself. Do you have any quotes or objects or reminders that keep this top of mind for you on a regular basis? Yeah, I'm definitely like a quote person, but I love Einstein, Pythagoras, <laughs> Hippocrates. I'm all over the place. But today, here, this is another good thing. Look for little hints from the universe and everything that, that you do. You get to choose your meaning, as I said. Mm-hmm. So in, interact with your world in a way that it's supporting and that life is happening for you and through you, yes. right? Not to you. Yes. And, and that will help you be empowered. But I just, I even this, I love my mom, as I mentioned, she sent me this little card. It just came in the mail because I just closed on a major deal, being a woman to close on an industrial park in an opportunity zone Wow. that in, for a multi-million dollar cost that will create 30 to 50 jobs in, in, a, in a, a, a reconditioned regenerative neighborhood. I'm so excited about the fact that I could do Congratulations. that. Congratulations. I'm just, I'm over the moon stoked about it. And um, so she sent this card. There's no journey more satisfying than the one from wondering if you can to realizing you just did. And I love it because I I hear this. I I just talked about this on another podcast. The woman was saying, we don't take the time to celebrate our ourselves as women a lot. We we make things seem seamless. We're used to juggling a lot and we go from one thing to the next. Okay. Did that. Or we're managing so many closing, you know, I went, I did three real estate closes this month. So it's like, as you're going through all of this, you're, you're not necessarily really doing this or recognizing how important it really was. So I went and got my nails done, which I do like. Good for you. (laughs) Nice. That was like, 
oh, wow, this is a big celebration. Yeah. And it seems so little, like I know a lot of women go every week, every couple of weeks, but I'm so in the grind and I'm in manufacturing. So it seems mm-hmm. glamorous, but nope, you're in the trenches whenever you need to be. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I would say just that today. So there's that. So my message is look for the messages and ha- and again, they're all meaningless. So be careful which one you make them mean. And then, so my message today, there's no journey more satisfying than the one going from wondering if you can to realizing you just did. I love it. I love it. Um, Pixie, as we, as we wrap up here, my last question for you is what is your greatest insight or discovery? Hmm. I'm, I think I'm like going through that right now. Really? really Okay. I do. I think, uh, I feel like I've been on this dark night of the soul journey the last couple of years. I got married when I was 18. I've been married my whole life. And this is the first time in my life that I have been single and I am screaming, trying to come up with the reconciliation of why did the universe want this for me? Or why did I? Right. If this, if there's some lesson that I was supposed to learn out of this, sure. what am I going through? Why am I going through this? And and what can I teach from going through this? Yeah. And so I think that insight is coming into being that we are all one. I have not been able to let go. And I said I'm about unconditional love, right? I've not been able to let go of the people who they say people come in and out of your lives at a certain time, right? And when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So some more cliches that feel so apropos. So I'm, okay, so why am I going through this? And resistance and surrender has been the hardest thing for me as an entrepreneur who's so used to manifesting and bringing things to action and solving problems. Mm -hmm. So my biggest insight right now is going through the management of we are all one. And so I can surrender to however it looks and I don't have to detach myself or shut off my love which is natural. You're thinking that you should have to go through this, but I can just actually accept that. I don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow. And I don't understand today what hindsight will be five years from now. So surrender, surrender, surrender. And it's a big challenge to do that. That's my biggest insight right now is that I have to develop the relationship with surrendering. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Pixie, thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom and insights for anyone listening who wants to get in touch. What is the best way for them to find you? Instagram and messaging on Instagram is the best, but I'm pretty easily available. Uh, Pixie at skirt.com. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You can reach me on all the social medias as Pixie Paula official. And um, you'll, you'll find me. I'm pretty available. You'll find me. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Pixie. For anyone listening, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. 
And as always, Pixie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and uh, excited to see what comes next for you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.